0: Welcome back to the Australian Hunting Podcast here on the AHP Digital Radio Network, the only dedicated hunting, shooting, and fishing radio show here in Australia. If you'd like to find out more about AHP, visit australianhuntingpodcast.com.au. If you would like to email us, then you can go to the website and click on the contact icon, or alternatively, you can email me directly at australianhuntingpodcast at gmail.com. If you would like to listen to the Australian Hunting Podcast, you can visit the website and click on the archived podcast link. You can also subscribe to the Australian Hunting Podcast on iTunes for automatic updates. Make sure you leave a comment and rate us five stars on iTunes. That would be much appreciated. On Facebook, you can find us under Australian Hunting Podcast, where listeners are sharing ideas, thoughts and opinions, as well as photos and videos twitter.com forward slash ah podcast if you'd like to follow our twitter feed you can also check out my videos on youtube under the name aussie feral control alternatively all social media links can be found on the website everyone knows i love my listeners but I've got especially some extra special love for my donating listeners. If you'd like to donate or do a monthly subscription to the show, go to the website and click on the donate button on the right hand side of the main page and show your support, which is always appreciated. That helps us keep the lights on in this joint and pay those bills. We have over 65 hours of free podcasting audio content to date for you all to enjoy. Share the Australian Hunting Podcast with your friends and family and get as many people as you know into hunting shooting and fishing as possible so they can enjoy this fantastic lifestyle that we all love. So as usual, without further ado, let's get into my interview with today's guest.
1: This is Rod Drew, CEO of Field and Game Australia.
0: This is Rob Fickling from Beyond the Divide and Maroka 30.
1: Hi, this is Col Allison, hunter, journalist for 42 years and a shooter. Hi, this is Russell Mark, Olympic gold medalist. This is Charlie Jacoby from Field Sports Britain. Hey everybody, it's Tom Knapp and you're listening to the Australian Hunting Podcast.
0: All right, welcome to the Australian Hunting Podcast. Uh, I have, from HuntFest, Dan Field with me right now, actually, at my home. He's travelled up from room and he's here to have a chat with me. Yeah, good, mate. Good to be here, Jace. First off, I want to hear about you first. I want to hear about you um, and, you know, just your history, I guess, over the years in, um, you know, a bit of
1: hunting, a bit of shooting, maybe a bit of fishing as well. Yeah, yeah, look, been a keen hunter all my life. Started with my father. Grew up in the country I'm a really keen black powder shooter That's mainly if I'm going to go hunting for deer Or pigs, goats I either take a muzzle loader or the old sharps 40 cal sharps So do a lot of fishing down the coast Chased a lot of marlin But mainly now into bass and flathead fishing Yeah, really love it Yeah, how did you Did you get it? Was it your, I guess, family? Were they into it? Mum, dad? Yeah, my father, my grandfather uh, All into hunting Mainly duck shooting My dad was a keen duck shooter uh, yeah. I'm not into so much duck shooting. I've plucked enough ducks in my lifetime to give it a <laughs> miss, mate. So <laughs> now I'm, I'm a main, I chase deer mainly with yeah. black powder here. Yeah, I was going to say you can come down when I go to the river run and you can uh, pluck my ducks if
0: you <laughs> <No>. want, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, so what we said, yeah, so what about, um, did your, your, you said your dad did it, your dad, how, how did you get into, uh, back in the day? Like, you know, when you were, was it a
1: family thing? Was it yeah, it was a big family thing. We'd, we'd actually, uh, travel around to the different duck hunting areas and yeah, put up a tent, mum, dad, all us kids. We had six kids in the family. So yeah, we all did it. We all hunted and fished and yeah, yep. it's always been a, so much of a culture thing. It's a family thing. It's been in our, my, my grandfather, I used to spend a lot of time with him rabbiting, the old rabbit traps and started with a little 22 and been doing it ever since yep and uh was that was that was in new south wales was that a new
0: south wales thing
1: yeah it was a new south wales yeah down at naruma um went out west a couple of times used to go down to victoria with dad duck duck hunting but yeah mainly new south around the area but oh. yeah it's mate it's a family thing i mean everyone gets into it yeah and you said you like black powder yeah i'm a keen black powder shooter uh started black powder probably when i was about 19 I'd, my father being ex-army we had a lot of like high caliber rifles and shooting long distance stuff but yeah got into black powder because i wanted more challenge loved it ever since yep mate
0: hunt fest i know it's been very tough um rewarding first off tell us um how you got into um organizing hunt fest and what the main
1: reason you wanted to do that was well First of all, Hunt Fest was a club thing. Uh, it started out really as a video and um, photo competition, and it just grew. Uh, the minute we announced we were going to do it, a few people said, look, can we have a stall there? We went to council. We've been to council four times, beat the Greens four times, but it's <laughs> been an uphill battle. It really has. I mean, we've really struggled at times, but we've had a fair bit of support from around the area and interstate and both overseas, yeah, so... And and another thing for Huntfest for us was out since the Greens and the Labor Party introduced marine parks in our area, tourism dropped thirty eight percent. We had shops closing, motels closing, so it was a way of us to not only promote our sport but to bring something to our you know struggling rural area. Did you
0: know you were going to have problems with the greens and all that when you first said you want to hunt first? I mean, we know the first year. Actually, tell them about the first year. You didn't have, there was no firearms to be sold. Tell us about the first year, what
1: year was it, and um, how that one sort of went. Well, it was three years ago, the first year. This is our third year. So uh, what happened was we, we took it to council. They said we couldn't have, uh, we were originally told, you know, start up without the firearms, even though we wanted it, and see how we go and then come back to us. We took their advice. It was probably the wrong advice at the time, but we figured we're talking to council staff. They know what they're doing. And we just rang around, and we only had a small... Out- I think we had one stall outside, which was uh, a caravan. Yep. And he was selling uh, do-it-yourself barbecues, virtually. <laughs> Inside, we had some great stalls. We, we had the SSAA, the Shooters Party, Abellas, hunting things. We had some outfitters. Yeah, so it was a real struggle. And then last year was huge. We just, we filled up overnight when we were advertising. We just said, we're ready to go again. We went back to council. We asked, could we have firearms and ammunition for sale? It was passed. We got it through. The Greens hammered us both on the phone. I mean, we had death threats. Family members were threatened, but we got all through that. And then when it came out at council, last year when we went to sell firearms, we found out that somewhere in the paperwork, a council staffer had taken the word sell, firearms out of the equation mm. and we were back in council again early last year and again the greens attacked you know i mean we were blamed for everything everything except nuclear weapons we were going to the world was going to end with hunt fest. <laughs> the apocalypse it was we we're going to be the apocalypse the world's worst thing was going to happen they just but the, the funny thing is it's a group called safe which stands for stop arms fair europe is against us They've got a whole a total. They had a big protest march here two weeks ago in the Yep. and they had fourteen people show up. So I mean, they got a great lot of support, <laughs> and that's it. So yeah, this year we're selling firearms and ammunition. Who who got the? I know there was a lot of um, uh, photos.
0: I don't think think Dave Brazier was one of them from Bore It Up Your Magazine. Did a funny where there was a few photos taken of the Greenies with stupid slogan. I mean, obviously, yep. obviously against Hunt Fair slogans, and he went and changed it to yeah. say some quite funny things, you know.
1: Yeah, that really caused a, a, a huge... The Greens went ballistic, absolutely <laughs> feral. They threatened to sue us. You know, Again, the world was going to come to an end. But on the same token, I mean, they screamed about that. But for six months, there was a picture of myself up on a Greens uh, Facebook page that said I was a pedophile, I had a small penis. And, and it went on and on and on. My two daughters screamed for 12 months, begging them to take it down, and they didn't. And it wasn't yeah. until an investigation was started with the local councillor who happened to say that because I was a public figure, it was all right to say whatever they wanted. So, yeah, that's when that disappeared. Tell us, I know, about the Greens. I want to hear
0: what it was like, you know, because obviously you have, you've you got to go before the um is it the councillors, you know, to put your case forward to, you know, sell firearms. So what sort of things were, they, were the Greens saying? I mean, you've beaten them so many times now. I mean, they're trying their absolute hardest to get rid of it, so...
1: Well, one of the things, uh, we had one green bloke who, uh, who got up and said that uh, firearms was akin to bullying and that, you know, kids were going to get the guns and go out and kill people. We couldn't work that out. Another one was that we were trying to bring the gun culture to Naruma. Well and Yorubadala. Well, there's been seven different sorts of firearm clubs in Yorubadala long before the green. Some of them have been there 50 years. Yeah. Um, another, the classic of classics was that... Uh, we were funded by the NRA, and we were uh, also funded by the Shooters' Party, apparently. So I had rung the Shooters' Party and asked them to send money, but apparently they don't know anything about it either. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, there were some classics. One of the guys that speaks on behalf of the Greens is uh, a nuclear physicist, I think, and even he got up, and some of the, you know, the world was going to come to an end. Yeah. We were selling firearms, we were forcing firearms on children down their throat, and if this happened in Narooma, the whole would be the end of the Nature Coast, as far as they were concerned.
0: Yeah,
1: even the the first was
0: it the first one? I think the
1: first one. How
0: much money does um, Huntfest bring into Narooma? Because seems the uh, Greens are driving people out of Naruma. but you know Huntfest is bringing them in. How much does it make, and how good is it for business?
1: Well, it's, it's the first year we had. We were expecting five hundred. We got twelve hundred people, and uh, we figured it brought in about three hundred thousand dollars that year because we didn't have the figures. We were, you know, we were just was a huge learning curve for us. Yeah. Last year we had just over three thousand people attend, and using the figures from um, Australian Tourism and New South Wales Tourism, brought in just under a million dollars to an area that's you know going broke. Yeah. I mean, the Greens forced Marine Parks down our throat, so I mean twenty percent of the Rumours Fishing Area is now closed. And yet, when we bring something into a community that's struggling, the first thing the Greens want to do is stop it. They had their own competition. They had a photo competition. It was called Animals in the Wild on the same weekend that Huntfest (laughs) took place. They got 17 people to Animals in the Wild. We got 3,000 to ours. So a great deal of support there for the Greens.
0: Mate, what is naruma have to offer you know hunters and shooters and fishers they want to come down there i mean not only hunt fest but just say in general the area is there good good uh, hunting opportunities down there
1: there's not a not a great deal of hunting it's Naruma's never been known as a as a hunting area i mean uh, years ago uh, in the days of steam boats the, i know the yellow steam company used to say come down to naruma and hunt wallabies and things like that but that's against the law now but not in general i mean most of us hunt out west or go further south to hunt but Naruma itself, I mean, it's got the greatest fishing in the world. We've got Montague Island out the front. You can ride a bike for miles. There's great bike tracks around Naruma, all along the coast. You can go whale watching. Narooma's got everything. We've got the best surf in the world. Naruma stands for clear blue water. You can see, you know, 40 feet down in the water. I mean, you come around the bend and you look across, and there's rumor It's got the beautifulest water, aquamarine water. And there's something, I mean, you're only going to spend four to six hours at Huntfest. We hold it on a long weekend, and the idea is for you to come down and go, Maybe go up the river on one of the boats, go for a fish. I mean, the flathead and brim fishing down there is phenomenal. I mean, if you can flick a lure, you're going to catch a fish. Mm. If you can flick a bait, you're going to catch fish. It's just terrific. It's, it's a real family thing. Best beaches in the world are at room. It's, it's God's country. And it'll <laughs> stay that way if we can keep the greens
0: <laughs> out of it. <laughs> how, how, how has it progressed over the last couple of years since,
1: you know, like building it up from the first, second, third? How's, how's it been? It's been pretty slow. Uh, last year was probably our best year. this year, we're hoping for a big year. things have gone pretty quiet. we've only we've got i think we've got two months out. we've got all outsides full. inside. We've still got about I think eight or nine stalls to sell, and we yep. think they'll go. Yep. So I mean you've got to remember though that between Nara and the Victorian border, there's two small gun shops. people come from miles away, they come from everywhere to come to Huntfest to buy the product. They come with bucket loads of money. I mean and it's just they want to buy stuff that they don't generally see most of us have got to drive to the city to buy firearm or to buy ammo so I mean it's been huge for the for the local economy most of the business people are now behind us the pub said last year it was their biggest day that ever had was the biggest that ever had at the pub because we hold mm. the awards for the photo and DVD competitions up at the pub and everyone yep. normally goes to O'Brien's hotel at Naruma it's got a million-dollar view, looks all up and down the coast, great family food, and it's just a friendly atmosphere. It was their biggest day they'd ever had. Uh, the motels were booked out for the first time in years. So, I mean, it does a lot for Naruma, but it also does a lot to promote our sport and l- let local hunters buy all the new products. Dan, mate, first off, um, we got a bit ahead of ourselves to start. Who runs uh, HuntFest? HuntFest is actually run by the South Coast Hunters Club. It's a small local club. We've got members within sort of 200 k's that come to to our club yeah we're um we're a very family orientated club we, we we do all the testing for all our juniors which is free we try and take them away on hunts club does a couple of club hunts a year plus we, we try and mentor the juniors as much as we can yeah yep and what sort of people i mean
0: the greens will have us believe you know naruma's gonna be full of rednecks prior well, to
1: it's funny you know they all said that we'd be rednecks i think they're you know one of the quotes one of the green said last year did you see the sort of people that come to hunt fest and the local mayor said yeah i was one of them and we had yeah. three other four, four other counts most of the people that come to hunt fest are family members there's heaps to do for the kids heaps to do uh you know it's it's all there but the majority of them are family members mate
0: i mean i know speakers you might know a few off. home, huh? we're not going to talk about the bad ones but we'll talk about the recommended ones um obviously you know naruma is small and people have you know you've got a few different you know hotels motels what are the people that are supporting Huntfest? If they want to come down which businesses should they be staying at? any ones you can recommend
1: yeah well first of all O'Brien's hotel is our one of our biggest supporters and they sponsor a fair bit of the show then we've got top of the town motel yeah most of the motels support us there's i don't know of any that don't i think there's one that that didn't yeah. but we've sorted that problem out most of the businesses support us, uh, but yeah, most of it, all the guys are come to Huntfest. If you want a drink, we all go to O'Brien's Hotel. Yep. During the day, I mean, you don't have to go anywhere. Once you're in Huntfest, we've got you know venison for sale at all times, all sorts of venison um, and game food. So yeah, the, most of the businesses support Huntfest, yep. and they're all good.
0: What about exhibitors? What can we expect at Fest? You know, what exhibitors, what's on, what's to do, what can they expect?
1: Well, this year it's even bigger. We've got the SSAA Air Rifle Range is coming yeah. down. We've also got the Archery Range. Kids can go and have a go at Archery. Uh, it's in a 20-metre container and they can you know have a go there. Kids love that. We've also got uh, butchering displays, skinning displays, and we've also got caping displays. They're every day that we hold those. Uh, some of the... We've got groups, uh, we've got Raptor Ranch coming down, they're an outfitting mob, we've got the A are going to be there, we've got the Shooters Party, we've got AHA-TV, we've got Outback Gun Supplies, we've got, everything's there. We've got Firefox, I mean, the list goes on and on. If you need something, you can buy it. We've got stuff for the doggers this year, we've got Southern, Under Southern Sky Dogging Group, so they come down, they sell radio collars and breastplates. I don't know a great deal about dogging, but yeah... They, We've had a lot of inquiries from the doggers whether there's going to be stuff for them this year, and there is. Yeah. Mate, I know there's been,
0: unless it's a big city show um, or exhibition, I don't tend to see a lot of our firearms manufacturers supporting the rural areas and these rural uh, ideas such as Huntfest. I know you've had difficulties in getting you know, firearms manufacturers to, to come down and support Huntfest. I mean, they're the, you know, obviously there's not many importers that import our firearms into this country, so why can't we get our big uh, uh, firearms manufacturers um, coming down to put, you know, guns on display, I mean, which ine- inevitably are going to be sold to uh, people?
1: I, I don't know the answer. We've contacted all the big firearms manufacturers and importers. We've contacted them all. I won't go into any specific mm. name, but I don't want to upset anyone. We've contacted them all, and it appears to me that if you live below Wollongong, or in a rural area, they're not interested. Mm. What they forget is these people have come there to look at their product and to support their product. But getting them to HuntFest is like pulling teeth. <laughs> you, you can get, you know, like a was there last year, won't be there this year, but other manufacturers, you know, that, that want to sell it, yeah. they're all there. But the actual manufacturers, I've got no idea what's wrong with them. Apparently, if you live in a rural area, they're not interested because we have really tried to get them all there and they just don't want to come out. Some of them use the excuse like... Oh, You didn't give us enough warning. Well, eight to 12 months warning is, I think, plenty of time to come to Homefest. We'd love to have them. Well, they don't have to sell them. They just put them on display for us to have a look at them.
0: Yeah, because eventually they're going to have to buy them from their gun shops anyway. Well,
1: you know, we all buy buy different sorts of firearms, so eventually you'll buy one of their products. Yeah. Um,
0: Again, we've got what sort of... I mean, we don't just have... Um, I guess hunting people, hunting, hunting exhib- exhibitors, we've got TV shows, we've got gun manufacturers, yeah. four-wheel drives.
1: Yeah, we've got four-wheel drive stuff, we've got camping equipment, you name it, we've got uh, seafood for sale sometimes, we've got venison, you can buy venison, you either try it or you can buy it there. You, we've got something that covers it. Not, not all the people that come to HuntFest are hunters. A lot of them that come are coming because it's an outdoor show as well as a hunting show
0: yeah i know let's talk about let's go back to i want to talk about how hard it was i mean i want to sort of get people to understand you know the trials and tribulations i mean not only just dealing with um counsel, but dealing with you know just the bureaucracy the bad i mean or yeah when we say bad press we're talking about 10 or 12 people you know trying to cause a bit of a ruckus so how hard has it been to keep this going what stresses have you coming up against
1: matey look I, I couldn't say enough about the South Coast Hunters Club's committee I mean, they were put on a lot of pressure Most of them have had like Disgusting phone calls uh, I personally and my wife My daughter had to write a letter to the local paper Begging for people to stop abusing her When she picked up the phone mm. Got to the stage, not only me but not committee men's wives Wouldn't pick up their phone uh, It's been a long hard fight uh, And it's we didn't do it for our benefit We did it for everyone else's benefit On the South Coast who wanted to hunt or go fishing Or just enjoy the outdoors but, you know, I mean, the Greens have screamed that, you know, we're bringing the gun culture to the south coast. The gun culture doesn't exist on the south coast because it was already there. I mean, we've been there for 100 years. Some of these people that have protested have lived in the room or the Yoruba Dalla for under five years. I'm a, My forebearers were the first white settlers in the area. Some of our committee have lived there 40 and 50 years, and that doesn't count. All we get is this crap from them, and it's pretty disheartening especially for the family members that have got to put up with the bullying and the crap that goes on yeah it's been a slog i'll admit it it's been hard but it's been worth it what are you know when you're
0: dealing with the greens and that i mean you've obviously been at the council meetings and that what what's some of their uh, i mean you said the gun culture not bringing yeah. it to rumor which you know to me spells a bit of freedom but anyway what are some other things they've said you know like what are their reasons for not wanting it why don't they want to bring you know a million dollars into Huntfest or
1: into a rumor i should say mate we don't know we their idea is to tie everything up and close the doors and no access. Uh, they seem to think that by training children and safe handling of not only firearms, but knives and, and bows that that's bad. I mean, if, if we can save or, or help one child know that, you know, you, you don't pick up a, a firearm unless you check it, then we've done a great job. The Greens honestly think that, you know, we've brought the gun culture to an area that they don't want. Mm. They, as for them bringing something themselves, their show got you know seventeen people to the wildlife exhibition photographs that they had i mean but you've got to you got to remember shoebridge was there, and he probably had two or three hanger honors. the local count, greens council was there. she probably had two or three hanger honors, so in actual fact, they probably got less than ten to their show i mean and we don 't and, and most of those were local, so they brought no money to the equation yeah we're bringing money to a to a rural area that 's struggling you know.
0: What's the response been from people, the people that count, you know, council? I mean, obviously, you've got a local member down there. What's their response been to bringing it into But uh,
1: It's been pretty positive. The council uh, staff and a lot of the councillors have been very positive about it because we need the money in the area. Our local member, uh, which is Andrew Constance, he's the state treasurer, he's been more than positive. He's helped us, you know, given us some great advice. Mate, everyone's been positive except for about 15 people. Oh, and, and the Greens ran a, uh, we call it the intergalactic uh, petition where they were whinging that we had people from outside in a room putting submissions in to support HuntFest and said <laughs> they shouldn't have been counted. And they rock up to council with this intergalactic petition that had 40,000 people signed from all over the world in countries like Husqanistan. I don't think the people in Husqanistan know where the rumour is, but they weren't coming if we had a HuntFest. <laughs> I don't know. <remember. laughs>
0: How many letters did we receive? I mean, legitimate letters from pro hunters. Did we have a lot compared to how many negatives?
1: Uh, Do you remember? Yeah, I think we had about 280 uh, for Huntfest as against, I think there was about 200 uh, against Huntfest. But I mean, the first year it was more. I can't remember that, but we outnumbered them about three to one. Last year, when it was to try and stop gun sales, we really didn't want to go down that track again. We did ask for support. We got a lot of great support, a lot of phone calls to councillors from outside and a rumour. Um, but, yeah, we figured that we'd already got approval and the firearm sale was just another thing.
0: You know, when we're talking about, I mean, obviously it's a rural area. I mean, it's a fair ways out of Sydney. There's different manufacturers around, um, you know, the states yep. uh, in Australia. I mean, you know, you, you guys have worked pretty hard, I can imagine. I mean, does it upset you when you don't get... Um, I mean, obviously, it's filling out. Filled out last year, blew up, it was, yep. which was great. I mean, really, you'd, I'd like to see some of our, you know, major, you know, firearms manufacturers, or you know, especially our, you know, shooting groups, our shooting shops, our small businesses getting down there and support. Does it upset you when you don't get
1: some of the big players down there? Uh, not, not so much as upset me, but disappoints me. If yep. if if uh, if a certain gun manufacturer wants me to buy his firearm, I want to have a look at it. Mm. Yet they bring them in by the millions here. And I mean, you know, gun sales are up all over Australia. Gun sales are up. Mm. And and to think that they can't support or at least give us one weekend a year in a rural area where, where we're begging for it, it, it disappoints me greatly. I mean, the, the fight we've had to get Huntfest up and running and supportive. And I mean, why can't they support us? Their attitude sometime really, to me, it sucks. It's wrong. Did I know you just, we were just talking um, before,
0: um, before we actually recorded the show, we will talk about you on AC, ABC Radio and you were calling them the Greens Nazis and they got, they got rule up in arms about it and they were freaking out. What happened?
1: Oh, I actually, I actually didn't call them Nazis. I said they were acting like Nazis <laughs> <Yeah>. and uh, <laughs> like, you know, the old book burning and all that. And that's what they are at times, they act like Nazis. If, if they don't want it, then you're not all entitled to it. I mean, let's be honest. Hunt Fest brings nearly a million dollars into our area. And they had a huge protest down there the other week, the, the no, safe mob. Yeah, yeah. And 14 people turned up. <laughs> I mean, come on. And their idea is, if we don't want it, you can't have it. So, uh, to me, that's acting like a Nazi. Yeah. I'm sorry if it upset the ABC and all their callers. Apparently, the switchboard lit up. <laughs> it, but it got <laughs> through, yeah. I didn't actually call them Nazis. They act like Nazis. Yeah, but what I can't understand is
0: why... You know, they don't want... why they don't, It's really a kind of interesting thing. I mean, I guess these people think, one, they own the place, when they don't really. And number two, why they wouldn't be supporting, you know, money, you know, as you, as you said, coming into a town that's already struggling. It's just absurd.
1: I can't understand it. Neither can we. I mean, look, let's be honest. I mean, some people wanted marine parks, some didn't. But we got them. They And the first place to get them was the Batemans Bay Marine Park. They forced down our throat. There's places that I... Used to fish as a child that I can't do anymore. This place I used to take my grandkids I can't do anymore. And 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 what happened was over about a two-year period of them being introduced, tourism dropped thirty-eight percent in areas. We had two big motels in the room and closed down. We've had shops closed down. We've had motels at their lowest peak ever. So having hunt fest on the June long weekend every year was—it's the quietest time of the year. Was to do twofold: support our sport and bring people to a rural to Naruma to Uribadala and it's done that job but the greens don't like it they just don't i mean they've stopped all logging in the area we had when i grew up there we had four sawmills we've got one so we've lost jobs we've lost jobs in the fishing industry we've lost jobs in the tourist industry because of the marine parks no logging it goes on and on and on this lock it up and don't let anyone do it is overdays. over days well i mean their idea is let's all go and watch whales the whales come past for two months of the year. So what do we do for the other ten months? We sit around and we go broke. Yeah, and it's wrong. Yeah. How did you
0: first? Can, like, who whose idea was it to do hunt fest? Who just thought one day, eh, I'm gonna let's run a, a hunting exhibition? Whose idea was that? Well, it was mine actually,
1: and, and the idea and was everyone was like, Oh no. <laughs> Well everyone thought it was a great idea but lately they've been saying next time you come up with a great idea we're gonna hit you with a brick. Yeah. <laughs> because of the flack everyone's got. Yeah, it was was a way we wanted to just promote our sport and try and get people into the room. And and it's just grown from there and it's it's become huge now. Yeah. And and considering that the people are coming from all over the the far south coast to Huntfest, they're coming into our town, they're spending money, they're spending time there. As I said, most of them spend four to six hours in Huntfest. Some come back both days just because they want to see, some want to come out and see the butchering and the butchering's on after the skinning so then the next day they'll come back and they might watch the skinning and do something where well, the kids couldn't get into the bow or area so they come back. But most of the time they just spend their time. I would say if you're coming down, bring a couple of push bikes or hire a couple in the room and go for a ride. I mean, they've got, we've got tracks that go for miles. Along the coast, it's pretty. Yeah, to give other
0: people a bit of a plug, I guess, who who's involved with them? And Obviously, you're doing a, a chunk of it, but who else is helping you with it? Who, who Any people you want to mention that are helping you Yeah, look, and the committee, you know, there's Alan, uh,
1: uh, all my committee helping us with it, and we're getting a great deal of help from the Council Tourism. They, they've been great advisors, um, but, yeah, it's mainly the South Coast Hunters and uh, people like yourself that have promoted us, which has been terrific, um, you know, the Australian Adventure Hunting TV. They've been terrific. They've been promoting us. Everyone on Facebook promotes us. Um, One of the big things I'd really like to plug is our DVD and photo competition. Um, You know, you can win... Not only do you win a beautiful plaque, you win a GoPro and some other prizes. And we've got... I think there's seven categories now. We've also got categories for Best Commercially Made Hunting DVD in Australia and Best International Commercial Hunting DVD there's uh, Best Female Hunting DVD and, uh, and Photo Competition. You can win. And, I mean, that's been really big. It's been really well received. Yeah, I know it was good to get some sponsors on
0: board and um, tell us about the sponsors. Who's doing it? Who's the um, face sponsor for this year?
1: Yeah, well, our major sponsor this year has been uh, SSAA New South Wales. They've come on board in a big way and, and helped us out. They've got a couple of stands there. I th- we're pretty sure that uh, they'll be having a big exhibit there this year. They've been very supportive from WordGo. Past years, we had GameCon have been supportive, and the members of GameCon in New South Wales. And we've also got SSAA Sydney branch. It looks like they're going to support all our DVD and photographic awards this year. Yep. Let's talk about you for a minute.
0: Um What do you like to do in regards to hunt, shoot, fish, all of the above? I normally ask this at the start of the show, but as we just spoke before, Dan is actually sitting in uh, my room right now recording this show, so um, doing it basically live. So what do you enjoy hunting first off? What's your
1: number one? Number one would be deer. Yeah? Number one's deer. I love fallow hunting, although I have hunted a lot of other deer. I've been lucky enough a couple of times to go to Africa twice with black powder and I went over many years ago I think it was in the late 90s and hunted grizzly bear with a black powder rifle in Alaska grizzly bear moose and caribou so but it's got to be black powder for me unless I'm doing some sort of cull or I want to shoot a few rabbits for the pot do any
0: target shooting not really not really
1: all no, thing no I on? go to the I often go to the Batemans Bay Range working out loads I, I've got an uh, 1875 40 calibre sharps and I go up there and work out loads the club has a couple of days up there safe ways but other than that no I mean, mainly black powder, and, and and I and I love my fishing. I love throwing uh, soft plastics for lizards all around the rumor and uh, and I love my bass fishing. Is there any good good fishing down in the rumor? Yeah, but I don't
0: know. I'm not telling you. No, <laughs> some great fishing. in the I room. want you know what I want. Give me. I want. I need exact GPS coordinates of where the fish are,
1: mate. I mean, the foreshore around the rumor is completely open. I mean, there are some big lizards caught in the room and if you want to throw a few soft plastics you're going to catch a fish
0: i need it i still want to get a jewfish there yeah, plenty of
1: jewfish is there just starting just towards the end of jewfish season yeah yeah but i mean if you're coming down to naruma you also want to jump on one of the charter boats and go out and catch a marlin or a yellow, yellow it's just on yellowfin time down there and yep. the kingies will still be on and there's some great reef fishing i mean if you want to go and do some big game fishing naruma's the place jump and go out to montague isle and out of the shelf and hook onto a big yellowfin and i mean they're big
0: down there yeah. Yeah, mate. I always get emails from people about what questions I can ask people and they always want me to ask, one that you own,
1: what's your favorite firearm that you own? Uh it would have to be uh a fifty cal Flintlock that was made by a mate of mine in the States as a gift to me back in ninety six. Yeah. Got, yeah. Beautiful rifle. Yeah. Still got it? Still got it. Still hunt with it. Matter of fact, I've yeah. taken deer and goats and pigs with it. Yeah, love it. <laughs> Big front end loader. Yeah. Nine grains, of double F, yeah, behind a round ball. Yeah, love it. <laughs> what, um, I was going to say, when are you normally
0: hunting down there? Where are the deer, I mean, deer opportunities, where do you normally go? I mean, are you talking private land, public, not exactly, you know what I mean? Yeah, public no, look, land, there's, plenty of, land.
1: Um, there's plenty of, there's plenty of, Public land, public land hunting under the game board or licensing unit—they call it now—around uh, the bay. Uh, I personally go up over uh, the Brown Mountain and, and hunt there in the back, round the backs of Eden. There is plenty of places. A couple of million acres you can hunt on public land down there, mm. and and the good thing about it—we've got a lot of species. We've got samba down there. We've got some really nice rusa, We've got some great fallow and some good red, especially up over the top of the, the Brown. Yeah, it's, mm. mate, and, and and it's easy hunting. Dan, mate, how many people, I know,
0: um, people are spending a lot. We said a million dollars last time, but people are coming. Yeah, they've got cash. How much are people generally spending down there? I mean, all the different
1: people. Mate, the, I think the average uh, guy that comes to HuntFest and his wife, I mean, I think last year we were told they were spending between six and $700 per person yep. in the show itself. I mean, they come there because they want to buy stuff they don't, normally don't sell or, or can't get in their areas. And it's an un, as I said, it's untapped. There is no major gun shops or camo dealers or camping areas from now and down. So once you've gone past Ulladulla, there's nothing to the border. So this is their chance to come and spend.
0: Yep. Let's say the exhibitors or people that want to exhibit down there or any, any of the shops, if they're listening to this, you know, what sort of exhibitors do you want to see down you know, at, uh,
1: <laughs> at Hunfest? Sorry, it yeah. have got tongue-tied there. Yeah. No, mate, look, we, we need some more camping equipment or pop-up trailers or, or four-wheel drive trailers. We'd love to see some of the big uh, uh, vehicle manufacturers come like Toyota or Isuzu or someone like that. They're really hard to get to shows. Love to see them down there in the new models i uh, love to see some more hunting equipment shops uh, Outdoor gear Anyone that sells outdoor gear will do well at Hunt Fest. Uh, I'd love to see some binoculars and stuff like that I mean, there's a few of that with uh, Abella's And a few of the others that are coming down And I think we've got Red Fox Who do a lot of Bushnell stuff there coming this year But we'd love to see more of that And and, and you've got to remember that people come in there they, I was on the gate all last year with a mate of mine, Alan We do the gate, in and out and the amount of stuff that went outside, like we were shocked. People were, and they were going over and unloading it and coming back for more. And I, I kid you not, you couldn't get a park anywhere near the place. And they're spending money because it's the only place they can get it for 12 months.
0: Yeah. Did any, you know, more down there, I think you were worried when we first spoke um, that Greens were going to get out there and picket it and put signs and, oh, I don't go to Huntfest. Did you get any of that?
1: No, mate, never got one. We were pretty disappointed. Uh, on the Friday <laughs> afternoon when we were setting up, there was a couple came to, to the roundabout, which is just up the road from us, and they stuck some little hand signs that said, uh, no gun sales in the rumour, and that was it. That was their major protest. Matter of fact, um, the rumour got out that there was going to be a major protest, and uh, Batemans Bay sent down a, a truckload of police officers, and because they were so bored, they came over and look at They were very bored. They started showing kids how to do fingerprints at the van. So it was a big hit. It was a really big hit. It was, was really done well. So that was a great. <laughs> so they were very disappointed. There's no protesters. They just don't show up for some reason. Yeah. They're all talk before the fact and then they don't
0: end up... Yeah. They don't even show up after that. But
1: they have scared a few of the local people into not coming. They say, you know, if, you, if you, we've had cases where they have talked people out of not coming. Uh, certain camping areas around the area have said, you know, we would love to be there, but we were told we, they'd protest the front of the shop. So, you know, yeah. Well, it's I pretty poor still stuff. Can't, yeah, no, it's pretty poor, well, isn't it? All I had and... to call them Nazis, remember that. <laughs> they get pretty upset with it. <laughs> no, they were acting. Yeah, acting like, like acting Nazis.
0: Acting like Nazis. Um, you know, uh, tell people. I mean, when we know when it is, tell people when it is. How much
1: it costs to get in? What can they expect? Family deals, family prices? No, mate. Look, it's children under sixteen. Sixteen and under are free. Doesn't matter how many kids you got in the family. Mum and dad, it's ten dollars a head. That's yep. it. Um, it's on every June long weekend. This year's sixth and seventh June. Most people, uh, the manufacturers and all the exhibitors get there Friday. It's open from nine in the morning till four in the afternoon, and yeah, it's very friendly. Plenty of parking. It's right across the road from the swimming pool and, and just down the road from O'Brien's Hotel. You can't miss it. We're right on the roundabout. Man, I know down there, there's a really, really
0: popular golf course. You know, it's, it's got some great features down there. Some celebs have been down there. If you want to play golf too, don't they, if, if you oh, like
1: yeah, golf? Oh, yeah, mate. It's, it's, I'm, I think it was voted in the top 100 golf courses in Australia. Uh, many years ago when Paul Hogan was advertising Winfield, he, he actually hit a ball down into the water there because you've got to hit across par three which is from cliff to cliff mm-hmm. and yeah he rode in there with his boat so it's become known as hogan's hole but the golf course actually goes along all the headlands for a couple of miles and yeah it's magnificent you know you can be playing golf there and look out and watch whales coming past it's just a beautiful spot it really is one of the prettiest golf courses in australia
0: all right we're just going to go to a quick break and we'll be right back with dan field from Huntfest. The Sporting Shooters Association of Australia proudly presents the largest event for the sport shooting industry right here in Melbourne. The SAA Shot Expo May the 23rd and 24th. For the true enthusiast, the SAA Shot Expo showcases the professionalism and commitment to safety of sport shooting in Australia. Safety and training demos, ethical hunting and conservation, outdoor and camping, archery,
1: it's all on show. The SAA Shot Expo Melbourne Showgrounds May the 23rd and 24th. Pay on the day or go to shotexpo.com.au for sponsors, exhibitors and online
2: bookings. Do you hunt deer and want to learn the correct techniques for a quality wall mount and premium eating venison? SSAA Sydney Branch provides hunter education courses to help you become a better hunter and to utilise harvested game in the most effective way possible. Course content includes gutting, butchering and caping from experienced hands-on instructors using locally harvested deer. There is no gear required and also includes a barbecue lunch. Courses are held every first Sunday of each month with an 8am sign in for a a 9am start. Course running time is approximately 6 hours and the venue is Silverdale Rifle Range. Cost is $50 per person so call Andy Mallon at Silverdale Rifle Range on 024653 1440 or visit Sydney.net.
0: For everything Bushnell, go to Red Fox Outdoor Supplies online store for a full range of Bushnell rifle scopes, rangefinders, binoculars, night vision, spotting scopes, and Hoppies gun cleaning products. Red Fox are also major online retailers for the popular Aussie Maxbox brand and the rest of the innovative products distributed by Eagle Eye Hunting Gear, all at Red Fox Outdoor Supplies. So go to the website redfoxoutdoorsupplies.com.au Or phone Greg on 0412 495 712. Hey Mars, did you know there's a place in New South Wales that gun owners, hunters and sporting
2: shooters are very familiar with? Of course Jason, that place is Horsley Park Gun Shop. That's because they've been around for 30 years and have built a reputation for being the best in the business.
0: They have an extensive range of firearms, ammunition, gun safes, optics and accessories for all your hunting and shooting requirements. And did you know, Jason, they always have bulk ammo specials? Absolutely. The friendly staff at Horsley Park Gun Shop are always there to help you and give you the best advice. Horsley Park Gun Shop are open Monday to Saturday and you can find them on the internet at hpgs.com.au. Come and talk to the team at Horsley Park Gun Shop at 1848 Horsley Road, Horsley Park. Or call them on 9620 1313. Dan, getting back talking about um, the photo competitions now. I mean, obviously, a lot of them would be hunting, but I know it's not just hunting photos. What else?
1: No, no, you've got... uh there's seven different categories. We've ranged from best female hunting photo to uh, best scenery photo. Best wildlife photo, that gets a lot. You know, wildlife, just, they've got to be alive. They've got to be like a National Geographic photo. We've yep. got them for juniors and seniors. Um, get a lot of entries. And for the hunting DVD, last year the commercial one was won by a bow hunting commercial, uh, video. Uh, the ones that were won by amateurs, were all they were deer hunting. We had some great doggers uh, videos in there. We got four or five uh, guest judges that judge over the weekend. But, yeah, I mean, some magnificent photos. Last year, one of the photos that was won by junior was actually was a frog jumping between two trees or two little limbs. It was a great action photo. Uh, The senior wildlife was won by uh, a bull camel running flat out over a sand dune. Magnificent photo. I mean, so there's... It's not only hunting photos. There are hunting categories, but there's a lot of scenery and a lot of wildlife photo entries. Yeah. Mate, if, if exhibitors are listening
0: and, you know, why, I mean, obviously people need a reason um, to come down to HuntFest. Why should they come to HuntFest? Why should exhibitors come spend money? Why should they come down and why should they put uh, have an exhibit at HuntFest?
1: Well, first of all, you've got, we're one of the cheapest shows to attend, uh, It's you know, for a booth, one of the cheapest in Australia, probably the cheapest in Australia, and secondly, we get we're expecting between three and four thousand people this year at Huntfest over two days. So your chances of making a quid and getting your money back are there, and they're coming to spend money. Secondly, you're going to stop at one of the prettiest places in Australia, Narooma, God's country, great spot, and the accommodation's cheap, and it's an it's a long weekend, so you can come down the Friday, set up, you have got the show. On uh, Saturday and the Sunday, you can take a leisurely trip home on the Monday, which is a public holiday. And the people of France, everyone welcomes you. I mean, it's and it's a bit of a party atmosphere. You've got like-minded people buying your product and are happy to pay for it and buy it. And you can go and have a quiet beer afterwards or go and play a game of golf or go and flick a lure. I mean, it's great. Bring the family. Yeah. Have they got good food down there? Mate, Great food, especially at O'Brien's. Last year, O'Brien's Hotel, um, sorry to keep plugging it, but it is a great spot. Most of us drink <laughs> there. It's, got, it's, it's called the pub with a million dollar view. You can sit out on the veranda and you can, look, you can look north to Point Perpendicular all along the coast. Great spot. Last year, they had rabbit stew and I think they had venison stew and venison steak, and it's friendly. The beer's cold and, and the, the great seafood as well. You can buy oysters down there, mate. Best oysters in the world are grown in the rumour, but I might be a bit biased. <laughs> let's talk about um
0: people you know obviously people are coming from all around the state maybe from Victoria yep. maybe from all around the country possibly you know to come down to hunt fest you know so why should the people come why
1: should they travel and come to hunt fest too same thing as exhibitors same thing, same thing as exhibitors only it's it's a family weekend so i said you're going to come and spend a couple of hours a day at hunt fest if you come both days then you can have a holiday I mean the, the I can't get a stress enough what you can do in the Rumour. There's plenty of game fishing. If you, if you haven't been out, you can jump on a charter boat. If you don't want to go and chase Big yellowfin or Marlin or whatever, you can take the family out to Montague Island, do a tour at Montague Island, or go whale watching. I mean, you can go whale watching from the shoreline if you want. There's plenty of places along between the Dow Media and Mystery Bay for you to go and sit there. They've got whale watching platforms. If you don't want to do that, go and flick a little. Go beach fishing. Got Some of the greatest beach fishing in the world is around the yeah. Everything's there for the family, not just for dad to come down and have a look at a few firearms, buy a bit of gear. We've also one of the most popular stalls last year was a girl that came there, I think it was blown away accessories, who was making jewellery out of um uh bits of uh, firearms and uh used cases and that and, yeah. and earrings. I mean she must have made a squillion. She was the only one selling to the female, so she had it all locked up. She was she just <laughs> killed it. Yeah. If
0: people um obviously there's different experience of people so know, yeah, just say there's some new people from around the area that new hunters can they come down and talk to exhibitors can they talk yeah to- mate look south coast
1: hunters has its own stand we, we always have a stand at hunt fest and we're there to help if you want to join or you want to be mentored we're there we our job is, as a club one of our major jobs is to get new people into hunting and teach them the correct way last year i'm not sure if there come an issue we had the ada we had the Nepean Hunters Club, and then if you went into bow hunting, we had uh, Yurubadala Archers and another bow hunting group there. So it's all covered. If you want to learn how to hunt and do it properly, then come to HuntFest. If you want to buy something, come to HuntFest. If you just want a lazy weekend, come to HuntFest because it's all there, mate. we have got <laughs> everything. It'd be a great place for a honeymoon. You reckon? Oh, mate, yeah, love it. Bring your missus <laughs> down.
0: <laughs> Depend, depends depends, if they like that sort of thing or not, you know. <laughs> um I know um, down in the room, not far from there is Tilba, too, the uh, you know, historic
1: Tilba. Yeah, mate, yeah. Look, Tilba was, I think, the first whole town that was made an historical landmark, uh, and it's right at the bottom of Mount Drometry, which was all the gold to it, and that's where they actually filmed the show, uh, the Australian River Cottage. That's filmed there, and they make there. They make the best cheese in Australia at Tilba, and they've also started producing their own local milk at Tilba uh, with Nick Dibden, I think it is, that does it. I went to school with Nick. Yeah, and it's all there. River Cottage is made there, um, and just down the road you've got Bermagui. Bermagui was famous because that's where Zane Grey came to catch the first marlin in Australia. Yeah. Um, so if you want to go down there, it's, five, it's that's sort of ten minutes from Narooma, fifteen minutes if you're slow driving. Yeah. Then you've got Mystery Bay. Now, if you want to see a beautiful spot, go to Mystery Bay. It's lovely. It's, you know, it's a little little beach area just off the road, only five minutes from room. Bring if you want to do if you're into skiing, you want to come down for the weekend. Bring your ski boat. Take it out to Karuna. Also, some great fishing. That's only 10 minutes from room. Karuna Lake. It's all there. So you don't just have to knock over hunt fish.
0: You can do a lot of different things. Mate, there's a lot of different
1: to. things you can do. I mean, I would recommend you go to Tilba. It's an historic town. They've got lots of stuff out there. Uh, you know, they've got the old uh, dromedary hotel That's supposedly... Breaker Morant stopped off there on his way to the war and jumped a horse over a five-strand fence. I don't know. That's what I was told. But, yeah, they've got a picture of a bloke looks like Breaker Morant, but I won't say it was. <laughs> but, they the mate, they sell a nice beer there. And, and you know, take the family out. They've got homemade pies. They've got a great pie shop. But, yeah, I'd drop into the Tilba, um, yeah, cheese factory and and grab some cheese, beautiful cheese.
0: Yep. What's the plans for Huntfest? I
1: mean are you gonna I mean you're gonna keep going? What's the plan? Well, matey, um we've done a, a good deal with the double New South Wales a sponsorship which took a load off our back. It costs a lot of money to put Huntfest on. Um, is that a one year thing or? No no, they've got an option for a couple of years. Hopefully they'll take up their option. Uh we've got a few other smaller sponsors that have come on board since then, but Huntfest is here to stay. We've got a this will be our third year, we've got a five year licence and at the end of five years. If it's as successful as it has been and it's growing every year, um, we're going to put in for another license, another five-year license. Uh, hopefully, go across the road and have a you know a few more. Hopefully, some caravans and pop-up vans, a f- few bigger boats. That's all there. We've got them now, but not as many. We'd love to see that and some camping stuff, more tents and stuff. They're really hard to get to.
0: Yeah, because I'd hate to see it. You know, after all the efforts you know, to beat the Greens and all the crap you've had to, you know, sort of put up with over, you know, the last couple of years and beating him. I mean, I can't – I'm surprised, actually, and I'm a little bit annoyed, actually, that too, that, you know – uh people aren't you know obviously it's been successful yeah you don't have that many uh, booze left over for, again for this year in 2015 which we'll talk about at the end but you know i'm surprised that people haven't said well you know, this guy's doing the hard yards why are we not you know getting down there to support this guy that's going up against the greens then at the first opportunity we complain about the greens but then don't want to support you know a uh, rural or uh, rural
1: coastal um hunting exhibition I, I can't understand it. I think outside of the SHOT Show in Sydney, we've got the Tamworth uh, Expo up there, which is a hunting expo, and then it's only Huntfest. Um, and it's really hard, I mean extremely hard, to get the big manufacturers to even attend. I don't know mm. why. I mean, we, the, we're, I guess, two hours from Greenyville, which is Canberra. We're two and a half hours drive from Canberra. The Greens hammered us, but we took it to them. We had a little, very little support the first year and myself and the committee, mainly the committee, we all got together, we said, you know, if they if they stop us, they'll stop anybody. And their big plan is to try and get rid of us. But they've lost four times now, and I think they'll keep losing because people can see through their, you know, crap. Uh, and I, I can't understand why the big manufacturers and the big camping groups don't want to come because people spend money, and it's a great show. We're disappointed ourselves at times, but we just can, we're going to plug on. Huntfest is, but, you know, we looked to get 500 the first year. We got 1,200. Second year we were looking to get, we were hoping to get fifteen hundred. We got three thousand. This year we're looking, we want to get three thousand again. But I think going on the figures, we might get, might crack the four thousand this year. So, yeah. How can people, if they want to, you know, just say they want to contact you,
0: they want to find out about it, Facebook, email, phone. Yeah, they want to book a, They want to want to book a store. You don't have many left, guys. Listen, they got te- how many? How many have you got left? Well, so I think ten. we've
1: got ten. That, I, but I, I, I've been away for a week. Uh, up in Sydney. Are they internal, external, those ones? We've got four. uh, I think we've got one or two outside left. Outside just about sold out. Uh, And I think we've got maybe 10 inside, but I think that that two of those may have already gone. Yeah. I mean, one of the biggest things we need down there is, you know, we'd love to see some taxidermists because we've got no taxidermists on the far south coast. Yeah. See a few taxidermists, maybe a few of the other outlets, some camping equipment or camo gear you know clothing yep. we need some of those down there if they want to contact me either jump on facebook and, and pm me personal message me or go and have a look at the Huntfest website which is www.huntfest.com.au Yep, and all the contact details are there we'll send you an information package but i'd I, I do it quick with only a couple of months left till the show i think we'll be sold out Yep, and email, any email they want to contact you? Email yeah, you just one? send an email to uh, huntfest uh, at optusnet.com.au and yeah. that'll, that'll come directly to me and I'll answer it within an hour if you're lucky I'll get it within 2 minutes so we'll yep. just send it straight. Yeah. And then what they
0: can ring you up, find out what's available, the costings and all that stuff. Yeah, sort mate, of I won't,
1: st- I won't give a phone number over here but sure. yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's on all their information if they want email they can find out the costing. Costing's pretty cheap but inside stall for a 3 by 3 I think $675 I think it is. We'll do a deal if you want a double stall. Outside's cheaper I think they started around 250 bucks for a 3x3 three three outside, but if you want outside you'd better be quick because they sell extremely quick. And I said, I think we've only got two sites outside left, um, and they're both in prime locations. If you want to go inside, there's a couple of, I think, two prime locations inside. The rest are on the side. But, yeah, I mean, you can't move inside when the show's at full swing. Yep. You've got so many people are shoulder to shoulder. Um, and if you are coming, I'd say make sure you got uh, bring some cash, because you're going to buy. And for those that want to come and put on a booth, uh, bring FPOS because guys yeah. were just they were running out of cash as a matter of fact they ran out of cash at the pub at the ATM and they ran out <laughs> of cash across the road at the club for the ATM yep so and guys was trying to use credit cards but I think there was only two guys last year that had FPOS so they got heaps of business so
0: yeah I know you were telling me before there was, give him give a free plug why not the guy was it from about the uh, Polaris bikes, and you've knocked on a couple, yeah. of couple of Polaris
1: bikes. A couple of Polaris bikes, they come down from Goulburn each year. Uh, yeah. They That was their first year last year at Huntfest, and they sold four bikes on the first day. We've yeah. got a, a local marine mob that come, uh, uh, Kingfisher Marine. Yeah. They showed up with a few boats and trailers. They sold four trailers and one boat on the one day. And they could have sold more, only they weren't expecting so many people to come, so... Yeah. I mean, the guy that sold the the four-wheel motorbox, he was just blown away. And there was other guys sold others. There was, as I said, I was on the gate, and people were going over and putting stuff in their car and coming back. They couldn't they couldn't spend enough and get it out quick enough.
2: You know, it was just <laughs>
1: unbelievable. I think every second person that came out was hanging on to an Abella's bag. Yeah. And and if it wasn't Abella's, it was some other mob. I mean, we've got uh, Outback Shooting Supplies. Uh, mate, they nearly sold out. We had a, a guy there, Costanti, that was selling... Um, butchering equipment and sausage makers. Yeah. He sold, I think he sold 100 knives on the first day and he had no knives left. Uh, like he, he said, if he would known it was going to be this big, he'd have brought 200 knives. There was a guy there, uh, <laughs> stainless steel in the room who made uh, sausage equipment and um, stuff, meat uh, yeah, hooks that. and that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he sold out. I mean, it was just, I'd never seen anything like it. I was just, whoa, I was really taken back. So this year we're expecting a bigger crowd with more people. Yeah. So it's only yeah. going to get bigger if people keep supporting it. It's only going to get bigger and bigger and
0: bigger and you're going to be, you know, 6 months in or 6 months before the show and be fully booked out. Oh, I'd say so,
1: yeah. Easy it's going to get bigger. We're hoping it'll be one day go over the road onto the oval and have uh, as I said, you know, some pop-up caravans, some more tents, um bigger outdoor equipment. Uh, I mean, we want to also run some cooking competitions in years to come, So who makes the best dampers, things like that. I mean, mm, it's mm. all there. I mean, at the moment, we've got displays of how to skin. Straight yep. after that, Good the stuff. butcher steps in. We have I think the skinning display takes about... 25, 30 minutes, a local fellow does it. Jeff Garrett does a great job. He's got headphones on, takes questions while you're doing it, tells you how to do it properly. Yep. Then straight after him, I think there's a 10 or 15-minute break, and then we have our local butcher, of um, Butcher's uh, Whitey comes in, Dave White. He actually takes it very slowly, and he breaks down a deer, how you would do it out in the bush. Mm-hmm. And then he explains that, and then he would say, All right, when you get home, these are the cuts you need to do. To get it. So it's very slow. And then straight after that, this year we've got uh, a couple of the guys from Double A. I think Andy Mullin, I think is doing. Oh, Andy, yep. Andy's doing a uh, sausage making. Yep. So he's going to show how to make venison sausages, and yep. you know. So it's all there. And hopefully this year we're going to, we've got a guy that's going to come along, uh, or uh, a young lady who wants to show you how to cape a deer properly. Mm. So and, and that happens every day that's on that those things happen every day I think double new south wales is running some uh safe firearm courses inside the show so that's all a go too so I mean yeah. it's, this this year is probably going to be our biggest year and and probably our biggest prizes since we started so it's our third year to go from you know looking to get 500 and this year we're looking to get 4000 it's huge to us. yeah i know cuz andy i've had andy mallon on my show and he does um up here just the
0: silverdale Rifle range he does some uh, caping and butchering courses as well so he's pretty yep. knowledgeable in sausage making i've yep. seen him at um, robert borzak's house and that's how i got into the sausage making too and you know had some venison and the bloody de- i've even given him to my um, one of my best friends kids and he's really finicky like he won't eat eggs or certain things and give him the deer sausage he goes yeah i'll try it
1: mate he couldn't get enough of them they're beautiful, and I and do couldn't get enough. When you come to the show, the South Coast Hunters has a stall there that sells uh, fresh venison um, uh, steak sandwiches and venisons. Uh, I think they call them uh, deer dogs. It's a it's a venison yeah. sausage in a deer, <laughs> uh, venison sausage in a hot dog roll. Nice, and they all sell also do fresh goat, and and I, I actually last year I, I love venison. Well, I tried the goat; and it was beautiful. They have goat burgers and goat sausages. Yeah. They are huge, it, so. I mean, it's all game meat cooked by hunters, so it's worth a try.
0: Yep. To finish off, we always finish. I've got to always finish off. You probably. I'm not sure if I told you about this one, but a story. I need a story from you. One of your best days, either on a hunt, a fishing trip, personal accomplishment. Have you got one in your mind that you can, you know, that yeah, you know, mate, I got I one. want you to sell it to us. You know, tell us how it started. You know, give us a good bit of detail because listeners always love a good
1: story to finish off. Well, mate, uh, I think. One of the most memorable hunts for me was uh, uh, my younger son, Kyle, was about eight at the time, and he'd been pestering to come deer hunting. So uh, packed up the gear, went up to a place at Goulburn, up up into a farm, and I woke him up on the Saturday morning. It was overcast, you know, a bit of fog, and woke him up, and the first thing he said, but the sun's not up, Dad. Well, you know, why would you do this? And I said, you know, this is what hunters do. So we got out and had a bit of a walk around. Saw a couple of nice deer. I was hunting with uh, my favourite rifle, my fifty cal flintlock, uh, and saw a couple of deer, nothing big. And so, and on the Saturday afternoon, went out again. Saw a really good stag, and I'd never shot a stag before with my flintlock. So it was, we, we tried to get onto him, couldn't get onto him, lost him. Sunday morning, got up bright and early, saw the same stag again. He outsmarted me again. So I was on a steep learning curve, and I'm talking. Uh, this is about twenty years ago. Yep young bloke was starting to get a bit disappointed, but, you know, he was still enjoying it. We, we were seeing deer. Um, Sunday afternoon, bit of drizzly rain come in, and um, there was fair few sheep, and we were in this gully, and I spotted the antlers coming up. Actually, I didn't spot it. i got to tell the truth. My young bloke spotted it. He said, look, there's, there's, the, <laughs> there's the deer, Dad, you know. Can you kill it this time? Can you do it, Dad? Can, can you know, make me proud? That's how he was going on. So I mean, we sat down, and it walked up, and we cut across about 20 feet, and he stood broadside, and at about thirty yards, I nailed him right on the point of the shoulder with the old flintlock. And he ran about twenty yards and dropped. And a young bloke jumped up in the air, started patting me on the back, said, "Dad, dad, we did it!" And to me, that's the best hunt I've ever had. Yeah, a young bloke patted me on the back, yelling out, "Dad, dad, we did it!" And you know, then we, you know, skinned, gutted it, put it across my shoulder. Rifle, Young bloke carried the pack, walked it back to the car, which was about 5 k's. got back to where we were staying in Shearer's quarters, broke it down, mate. Young bloke, I can still see him asleep on the front of the truck while I was quartering this animal up. Yeah, I have to say that's the best hunt I've ever had. And I did it with a flintlock, and I did it with <laughs> the youngest bloke standing beside me.
0: Good one, man. To finish off again, tell us about the dates, I mean, costs again, and dates of uh, Huntfest. Um, and again, just you know, your email again for any exhibitors they want to find out. Where is it yeah, at? Mate,
1: for any exhibitors want us, just uh, email us or go on the website. Email is huntfest at optusnet.com.au. Uh, it's on the 6th and 7th of June, long weekend this year. Entry is uh, mum and dad, anyone over 16 is $10. Children and 16 and under are free. And it'll be a great weekend. Any information you need, jump onto our Huntfest website, which is www.huntfest.com.au. But yeah, contact us and we'll get on to you. If you really want to stall, I'd say get in quick because they're going to go. We've got two months before the show's on and we'll probably sell out. Yep. Dan Field and the South Coast Hunters Club
0: are the organisers of Huntfest in rumor Dan, thanks for your time. Thanks for being here, mate. You've just been educated and this is the Australian Hunting Podcast. Thanks for listening. See you next time.